You're in the water loop. Waterloop is made possible in part by grants from Springpoint Partners and the Walton Family Foundation. Waterloop. Hi, this is Travis with Waterloop. High Sierra showerheads are an awesome choice because of their water efficiency, but they have to look good too. And with High Sierra, the design and style options mean they can fit into any bathroom. Finishes come in chrome, brushed nickel, oil rub bronze, and polished brass. In addition to the sleek classic model, High Sierra also offers a half dome design, handheld options, extension arms, and trickle valves to control flow. Plus, High Sierra offers the Reflections model, the only fogless shaving mirror with a built in shower head. Use promo code LOOP20 for 20% off at HighSierraShowerHeads.com. You're in the Waterloop. Welcome to Waterloop. This is Travis. Going to have a very fun episode about art and water and murals and characters and music and Philadelphia. So very happy to be joined by two uh, people from Philadelphia Water, Tiffany Ledesma and Maura Jarvis, a.k.a. Water Woman, who is in costume. If you're not watching and you're just listening, you're missing out on that. Uh, but thank you both for coming on. Thank you. We're so excited to be here, Travis. Yeah, so there's a lot happening with art in Philly. And I think, Tiffany, like we talked before, Philly's always got something going on on the waterfront. You know, it's an area known for pushing pushing frontiers and green infrastructure and all different aspects. So this is just another example of Philly leading the way, I think. Um, how did this idea originate to infuse art into public outreach uh, for the Philadelphia Water Department? Mm -hmm. Well, Philadelphia Water Department has been working with educators, with artists for a very long time, like more on the uh, education front. But over the past decade or so, the Water Department has been partnering with the mural arts of Philadelphia. And so through that vehicle, we've been able to explore a lot of different types of engagement interventions that are a little um, more unique or more like less typical of what you would do like with kids in a school and an art project. And we're, we've been trying to infuse this experience of art and culture um, into our community engagement with um, community members and customers. So a lot more of the adult population and um, the water department's been doing this. We've been doing it for, I've been doing it for at least about maybe 12, 15 years with them. And we've done everything from working with like yarn bombers, yarn artists and musicians. Recently we are working with poets and um, muralists. So it's been really, really interesting to see what sticks and um, what works. But I think the yeah. bottom line is that um, in communications, you have to use a variety of tools to reach different audiences. And we need to remember that art and culture is a tool for communications and it works and it's, um, it's helpful when you're trying to talk about science and technical content as well. Yeah. And I think in particular, a lot of your focus is on drinking water, um, you know, outreach and messaging on drinking water. What makes drinking water and art you know, such good companions, if you will? Why, why is, why is uh, that like a good art a good messaging vehicle a powerful messenger 
the theme of water and art, I think are integrated. You know, I think, um, first of all, everybody can connect to drinking water. We all use it every day, whether we're drinking from the faucet or, you know, just using water in the shower, but everybody can connect to water and everybody has uh, an experience beyond just drinking it that I think um, connects to that more, you know, soulful side, you know, whether you're like jumping in the ocean or you're listening to a creek. Um, there's so many different um, elements of water that I think connect with us in these metaphysical ways beyond just, you know, providing us with our um, drinking water uh, minimum daily intake. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity to go in a lot of creative directions when you're talking about water. We mentioned murals, you know, let's, how have murals been used to communicate? What are, what are some examples? What's the history there? Yeah. I mean, we've used murals in a different, in a variety of ways. And, you know, I have to say with murals, um, and specifically with the Mural Arts of Philadelphia, they have a very neat program where they have these art painting days and they invite the community to be a part of the process. So, which is one of the reasons why we enjoy working with them on murals because the community members that are living with the mural are actually painting the mural with the artists as well. And that gives us an opportunity to share the education and share the information about the messages behind the mural with the actual residents. And, you know, once those experiences occur, the people that are painting the mural and that are part of the process then associate that mural with, you know, so much pride, like civic pride, because they feel that they have um, contributed to their community and to the to the aesthetics and the beautification. And then they become ambassadors of the project and they're showing off the mural. So it's a really great experience when you can engage the community in the art making process, like the mural arts program does. And so that's one of the things that we're always, you know, very, very thoughtful about. Like we wanna make sure as many people as possible can be a part of the process. I have a few examples of the mural projects that we have worked on. Um, and these are such, fantastic um, projects because like Tiffany was saying, you know, um, the community can sort of like come together around this and we can, um, you know, talk about things where people might not necessarily, I mean, we can bring water and art together in ways that people really didn't even imagine. So this particular project that we're looking at right now is at uh, the site of a vacant lot or a former vacant lot that was completely transformed um, with, you know, a bunch of partners. This is a, a photo from our celebration. Um, but you can see in this photo right here, um, there's a rain garden now at this vacant lot. It used to be overgrown, fenced off, everything. Um, and the community partners, the water department all came together and created something really beautiful. Um, so we put a rain garden here, which uh, manages stormwater. Um, we had the, the mural project where, you know, the, the community members were actually helping to paint the mural and were involved in community meetings where they learned both about, you know, the upcoming project and about, you know, environmental education, watershed protection, they're learning about all these things, you know, in our presentations about green infrastructure. But then on top of that, they're partic participating in a process that 
beautifies an asset in their community, which is like really like the best thing that can possibly happen. Another example uh, of, of a collaborative project is our mural with um, the Pennsylvania Horticulture Society. Mm. And this is a really neat um, combination of uh, drinking water, um, stormwater, and like the importance of vegetation, nutrition, plants, like all of these things coming together, which are all related. Um, so yeah, just we're trying to find ways to, to talk about different messages in, in a way that speaks to people who, who may understand things in different ways. You know, some people, they, they appreciate sitting down at a community meeting and hearing a presentation. Other people, you know, the message gets through if you sort of access maybe a part of um, their mind or their soul where it's like music, painting, um, artistic outlets really speak to people in ways that sometimes, um, you know, regular community meetings or things like that just don't. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely encourage people to uh, view this podcast if they're just listening or check out some of the clips on this, my Waterloop social media because the images are beautiful. It's awesome, awesome art, huge murals too. Those are, those are good size. How, any yeah. idea how many different projects have been done in, in the Philadelphia area like this? Is it, you know? Uh, well, in terms of murals, we're the mural city of the world. There's yeah. more murals, over a thousand murals in Philadelphia. Um, but in terms of the water department, engaging artists, I mean, I would say we've done off the top of my head, maybe at least 50 in the city wow. and then engaged, you know, so many people throughout the process, which is really the purpose, you know, the, the outcome of the physical presence of the art is one thing, but the, the walk away, like, what do you, leave that experience with is the most critical piece for us because we want to make sure people are understanding why we're doing it. We worked with um, two communities more recently um, in North Philadelphia, predominantly Latino community and African-American black community. And we used um, research data about uh, drinking water in Philadelphia as, um, uh, as our motivation for bringing artists and muralists specifically in addition to singers to really help the community in these two, um, with these two populations in particular, um, better connect to feeling more comfortable drinking tap water at home. Yeah, yeah Tiffany, could you talk a little bit more about the hesitancy uh, in the Latino community in the African American community about tap water and the disparity yeah. there and why that outreach and education is so important? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's different everywhere you go, but in Philadelphia specifically, we do know that um, the, the folks that are drinking the most amount of tap water are white, affluent, educated customers. And so on the flip side, the people who have the least resources, the people who have the least amount of education, the people who are uh, second uh, or speak English as a second language, those populations you see, they're the ones that are drinking the most bottled water at home. And so there's a very, there's definitely a disparity. And so we wanted to be able to, well, the re and the reasons why are varied, you know, there's everything from, you know, your culture. Like I grew up 
um, outside of the continental U.S. I grew up in Puerto Rico and I never drank tap water in Puerto Rico. So when I came here, I was very hesitant to drink tap water. Um, but obviously now I'm a huge proponent of it because I understand it's safe, but it took me a little while to feel that I could trust the source. So if you're coming from somewhere with that, that perspective, you know, obviously that's going to be a hurdle. And, um, in addition to that, you know, there's just, uh, there's been a history of distrust between <laughs> community people and utility and government. And so it's it can be scary to know whether or not what the you know the whether the water is coming at, at that's coming out of your faucet is actually water that you can trust. So we know that we have very high quality water in Philadelphia. We're very fortunate that way, and we felt it was important that folks that um, that the folks especially that couldn't afford tap water, I mean afford bottled water, would feel more confident drinking tap water at home. We chose two communities to um, install these murals where we felt they um, represented those uh, groups based on our research that needed this outreach. And um, it was, it's been really amazing, like doing this work and being able to see the murals come to life. I mean, the fact that I have this picture up is like really amazing to me. Um, and so basically the process uh, was that we, had community meetings at these uh, rec centers in the targeted communities. And, um, you know, we, we talked to them, what are your concerns about the water? How do you feel? We, we um, provided them with surveys to see what they thought, um, you know, before hearing what we had to say. And, you know, we talked about the project and how they could be involved, but also gave them a lot of information about, um, the drinking water quality, you know, people were very interested to know that the water in Philly is safe and, and good to drink. Um, because really the perception for such a long time and by so many people in these communities is that they can't trust the city. They can't trust the water. Um, you know, and I do want to say that a lot of the concerns that people have are very valid. You know, if you're taught, even in my own experience, I have family members who really just, who still don't drink bottled, who still don't drink tap water, even though they're related to water women, you know? <laughs> um, and, and it comes from generations of mistrust. It comes from, you know, like if, if my great grandmother told my grandmother not to drink tap water, then she's going to tell her kids not to drink it. And then that, you know what I mean? It all gets passed down and people really, you know, in, in communities where they have been disenfranchised, where they are under-resourced, where, you know, we have to do what's best for us. Um, you know, people listen to their communities. That's why it's so important for us to try and, um, and express how good the water is and, and help people understand it. And so what you'll see here in these murals is we had a really amazing artist named Carlo Rosa um, who worked with us with mural arts. And um, he designed these fabulous mur murals with bright colors, with um, imagery from um, indigenous populations like indigenous Taino um, culture, um, which stems from Puerto Rico um, and native plants to Philadelphia and images of water being poured. Um, and then on top of that, we have actual community members who are seen drinking out of reusable bottles, drinking from water fountains, drinking tap water so that people can see, you know, their own doing what we're, you know, promoting. 
Um, so it's a really beautiful thing. So I'm just going to go through some more of the, um, of the photos so you can see they, we had a really, um, a really beautiful concept and I just love, you know, this idea of showing people drinking the water. And, you know, I really hope that, uh, some of their neighbors are seeing this and thinking, wow, that is such an amazing concept. And Hey, maybe, you know, I can drink the water. Um, and this is, these are some of the photos from, um, from the other site that we went to cruise rec center. Um, just really like stunning, um, imagery and, um, just very dynamic showing people in the community. So yeah, it's a very exciting project and, and I'm just really happy with how everything came out and in this conversation that we're having. Yeah. Well, I mean, mentioning the word conversation, you can see community, you could imagine people in the neighborhood walking by and seeing that it just makes them stop and think, right? Like, Oh, what's, what's going on? Water, drinking water. And it just spurs that whole, that whole awareness. Like you've talked about very, very cool. I want to pivot because, you know, that's kind of the visual arts there, but I, you've mentioned a few times, uh, both of you have kind of mentioned music, uh, and mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the efforts to use music to communicate about water there in Philly. Well, along the same lines as murals, um, music also really touches on the heart and the soul, right? Um, unlike, you know, a white paper or data <laughs> or when you're reading about case studies at work, you know, we, those of us that are like water geeks on the technical side, you know, that have a connection more to science and engineering, we can appreciate the data and the white paper. Um, but you know, that obviously doesn't work for everybody. And, you know, we wanted to be able to explore different mediums to figure out, you know, where can we um, engage the most folks? And music is one of those tools that connects with everyone. And um, so we really, you know, were intent on trying to get this message about drinking more tap water through song. You know, we just sort of uh, tasked these local artists with um, creating a song about drinking more tap water and something that would um, you know, just like express to people that it's safe to drink, that it's affordable, that it's sustainable, but in like a catchy way, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, and, and like we're saying music really art and music, like all of these things really touch people. Like, you know, if I can hear a song that I can like, Hey, you know, get into, then it sort of like opens you up, um, to, to be free, to be, um, you know, more open-minded, I guess, to, to see things in a different way. And that's what's so special about this campaign is that, you know, we can sort of, if you can get somebody to tap their foot, to, to move their shoulders, you know, then I think it's a little bit easier to talk about these things um, rather than to try and have like a really serious conversation. We have some really awesome songs. Um, we have Sunny Shine, who is um, more of like a soul artist. She had a really great take on, on drinking tap water. We also have a Brazilian musician, um, Dende, who um, he, we actually had like sort of like a podcast type of conversation um, with a few of our artists. And he mentioned that there is a song in Brazil um, that's talking about water, but I think it was more so about bottles. And now I, he said that his inspiration was to create a song that was an answer to that that was about drinking tap water. Um, and again, you have that, uh, you know, connection of, 
um, immigrants, people coming here from other places, and they might not have the experience of being able to drink tap water or not trusting the government, things like that. But then coming here and learning that um, it's safe and it's possible to drink tap here. Um, you know, so I thought that was just really special and being able to connect with them and their stories and then also through the music is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and I would add to that just to say like, you know, the musicians, the artists themselves also become ambassadors of the message. And they've also shared with us, you know, how impactful just the art making process has been in terms of um, converting them to like tap water champions. Um, you know, and, and also just being able to, to feel that the water department actually cares about them. You know, when we were working with Los Bomberos de la Calle, the Puerto Rican group, um, their tap water song, you know, they were, they expressed us, they said, you know, like, I didn't realize that the water department, like, cared about us this much, that they would actually want us to use our music, Bomba Plena, that's the traditional folkloric music from Puerto Rico, that they would want to use that as a vehicle to connect with us so much about, you know, water so that we could change our behaviors, which would ultimately help our pockets, right? So we're not spending so much money um, when we're, we may already be struggling to pay the bills at home. So, you know, just, it's like not only, you know, something that I feel like resonates on a level of um, just, you know, information sharing, but it's also like just feeling good and having, you know, a positive association with your utility and with government and, you know, feeling like, you know, that's like the beginning of the trust making process. So being able to get there takes a lot of time, you know, it's such a slow process to build trust. Um, so you really need to make sure that you're working with folks that are respected in the community and using channels that speak to them. So if it's music, you know, that's a really great way to accelerate, you know, the, the funnel, the flow of information. Maura, obviously you're an ambassador, right? That's your, your big role is having this great information in your head, being able to talk to people, having the personality you do. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you are deployed, how you go out to, to do your superhero crusades here. You know, are you kind of like go to these different events and, and uh, show up and, and bring your personality or yeah, explain that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so Water Woman has many talents. I, I do everything. Marvel, I'm waiting for a contract to make a comic book, you know, <laughs> an action figure. I'm, I'm all good for that. No, but seriously, like, um, yeah, it, it is a really fantastic opportunity to just um, – go out and talk to people. I, I uh, love being able to, like I said, you need something to sort of like break down the walls of people. You need like a little bit of an icebreaker, something to like set the mood and a cape and a tiara. They just do that. You know, like people really, it's like, if they talk to Mara Jarvis from the water department, it's like, okay, you're cool. Nice. You know, but if you're talking to water woman, people kind of like stand up a little bit. They listen a little bit more. They're like, okay, a superhero is telling me <laughs> to drink tap water. Okay. Maybe I should listen to her, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's very, so fun. But yeah, I mean, Water Woman, I do tons of events 
just uh, being that like mascot, that beacon for the message um, and, you know, just promoting uh, various things. Um, but a lot of times it is drinking tap water, um, which is like just a very cool thing, because like I said, people just love the energy. They love this different thing. And you can connect with people of all ages. You know, I am not just somebody who can who can only talk to kids, although kids love me. I love when little girls come up to me and they say, oh, you're a water princess. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and I, I just love that that's like inspiring. Um, but then also for adults, you know, people see me in the costume and it's just something about it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, being able to have this persona definitely makes it easier to talk about things. I do social media like you can see right here. Mm. Um, videos online, especially this past year, haven't been able to do too many events, but I love um, going on our social media and, and talking about drinking tap water or, um, you know, the, the creeks and the rivers and, and stopping pollution, all that stuff. You can't go anywhere with Mara when she, or with Super, with, with Water Woman, I should say, when she's in costume and not get stopped. I mean, we will walk <laughs> like 10 feet and, so, and people will just like flock to her. So it's just a great way to get like information out about water it's amazing like just having mara walk around the block like you wouldn't Im imagine like the, the amount of engagement it's incredible or going on the subway or like you know just going on the bus like it's just awesome just to have you know a magnet people just really like are just gravitate to her i love it i love it mm -hmm. um a couple other things I wanted to ask about. Uh, you mentioned uh, poetry a little bit. Uh, I know that you have kind of a new initiative going on involving Philly's Poet Laureate and maybe some other stuff. What's going on there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we were very fortunate in that the U.S. Water Alliance partnered with Philadelphia, um, Milwaukee, <laughs> Tucson, <laughs> and Madison, and um, they worked with us over the past year on trying to figure out how we can move the needle in the arts and culture world, um, um, well, arts, water, and culture world. And uh, so they've been really wonderful in providing support to artists, grant funding to artists, to help us really use um, uh, new ways to push arts and culture in in the space that we're in with water and climate change. And so in the Philadelphia area, we partnered with uh, Trapita Mason, who is Philadelphia's Poet Laureate. She's from Germantown, which is historically a very you know, um, flood-prone community. And we've been working in Germantown with um, a task force, a community-led task force on trying to help um, help them prepare better for climate change and flood events in the future. And as we've been doing that, we're also working now with this incredible human being, Trapita, the poet, and she's helping us come up with a strategy that involves storytelling and um, creative writing and um, rhyming with the customers so that they could heal from these flooding events that they've either experienced directly or they know through the, or that their community has experienced. Um, and so this is definitely a new territory for us in terms of working through poetry in such a intensive way. 
And uh, so it's been a really, really special um, and unique um, engagement process, thanks to the U.S. Water Alliance. You know, that's their kind of the arts accelerator effort and worked in a number of, of cities around the country and tried to, to push and promote this whole approach that, uh, that you're talking about. So I look forward to hearing what comes out of that, that uh, work with the Poet Laureate there. Yeah, um, maybe we can share some of the poetry afterwards later this year. Absolutely. It sounds good. Yeah. Well, you all have mentioned a lot with, with the murals and the music and the poetry and all these different art efforts. It's always important to give artists credit. So do you want to just kind of give some shout outs to all the people there in Philly that have been involved? Absolutely. We definitely want to give a shout out to Yuri Jones, Mike Reale, Galo Cruz. I think those were the main artists that we showed um, where we showcased their work today. Um, and obviously, Trapita Mason is the Poet Laureate for Philadelphia. Um, are we missing anybody, Mara? Oh, and Dave McShane. He did the, the work at uh, 13th and Arch with uh, Yuri Jones. So without them, this wouldn't be possible. <laughs> so we're awesome. very grateful for them. Yeah, very cool stuff. Well, I uh, I definitely encourage uh, people that are watching or listening to this podcast to to check out the imagery and and uh, all the different art that you're doing. You got, Philly keeps, like I said in the beginning, Philly keeps leading the way uh, on with all these water initiatives. Really fun, impactful stuff here. But uh, Tiffany and uh, and Water Woman Mora, thank you both for your time and the conversation. Enjoyed it a ton. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. A special thanks to Waterloop supporters, Springpoint Partners, and the Walton Family Foundation. The Waterloop Podcast is sponsored by High Sierra Showerheads, the smart, stylish way to save energy, water, and money while enjoying a powerful shower. Use promo code LOOP20 for 20% off HighSierraShowerheads.com. If you like Waterloop, please subscribe to the YouTube channel or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on social media and visit waterloop.org to sign up for updates. Waterloop, Waterloop, Waterloop.